Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This could, it could all go horribly wrong at any minute. Hello there. And welcome to the 135th edition of Lewis Black's Rancast, entitled $8.99. And we'll be getting to that in just a second, but a few things I'd like to get out there to you and to uh, the folks in Ireland. Ireland! Um, I really need to get the word over there, and I'm doing everything that I can. And it's uh, this being one of the few places I can do it is from my uh, cable access studio. I'm coming to Dublin. I've mentioned this a couple of times. I will be in Dublin at the uh, at the Liberty Hall Theater on September 1st. On September 10th, I will be in Galway, which I've never been in, and I will be performing at the Royce and Dub. Uh, and I'm really thrilled to be getting back there. I couldn't be more excited. I used to perform... Uh, for years in the Kilkenny Comedy Festival, which is just one of, well, maybe been the the greatest festival that uh, in the in the world, as far as I'm concerned, because uh, uh, besides the being able to spend time with the uh, inc- incredible group of uh, Irish comics and the British comics who were there, the Americans where, where I first met, um, uh, uh, who I eventually toured with. Uh, Mitch Hedberg, and um, it was it was just a, a great, great uh, festival because there were no industry people there, nobody wandering around going, well, you know, we could do this for you, and we could, you know, you just dyed your hair a fuchsia, we could really turn this into a billion-dollar industry. And I had been hoping to be able to get, uh, you know, set on to tours, you know, throughout uh, Ireland and Scotland and England. I was really hoping. It didn't work out. Uh, but it, it was probably all for the best because after the amount of time there, five, six days, uh, I really needed to take my liver home. And uh, But it was uh, just great to appear there. So coming back, I will be uh, September 1st uh, and September 10th, and uh, I couldn't be happier uh, to be back and uh, and uh, performing for uh, – in Ireland again. It's, uh, I've, I've always enjoyed it. It's, uh, the people there are terrific. The country is great. And if the climate were better, and who knows, it could be at this point. It could change. We don't know the way things are going. I know that the climate here has lost its fucking mind this summer, as many of us 
uh, have experienced, and uh, many of you were really worse than I have. And uh, so who knows? It, it could turn around, but I would... Uh, it, it was, Ireland is one of the first places outside of the country. Uh, I said, God, I could live here. Uh, there's a, you go, it, you know, it, the, the pub is the pub and it's great. And there's great Guinness. And that's another reason I'm thrilled to be back there. I mean, the best Guinness on earth. Um, so, uh, but those, the, you know, those, uh, those Irish pubs are just, it's a great gathering place. And they're, they're, uh, it's warm and the people are just, terrific and really uh, share the, uh, they, they get up and sing for Christ's sake. Okay. I mean, they just, somebody will get up, start singing, then somebody will sit, they'll sit down and somebody else gets up and starts. I mean, I just have, uh, loved every minute of the time I've spent there and I love going back. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna, <laughs> I feel like I keep talking about it so that I can conjure it in my head. And I'm sure that those of you listening going, shut up and move on. And I will. Uh, because uh, I wanted to tell you it was just a pleasure uh, to be in uh, the uh, part of the lineup in Las Vegas at uh, Bert Kreischer's fully loaded comedy festival. Wow. Wowie zowie. That, that was a group of comics and uh, it really a pleasure to work with all of them. And it made for just a, a really great night. Uh, the the uh, Starting with Carter Cruz, who did uh, the... Uh, you know, as, as the folks were entering, kind of did the DJ work. And then uh, there's uh, Bert Kreischer himself, uh, Brett Ernst, Andrew Santino, Stavros Halkis, uh, Big J. Okerson, Ralph Barbosa, Daniel Simonson, Maddie Smith, and Sypha Sounds. And then, of course, myself. Um, and it was uh, just great to hang out with them. And uh, many of them I didn't know. And I'm glad that I saw them and get to meet them and spend time with them. And uh, Brett Kreischer is just, I have to say, a generous and terrific guy to share that his audience and his stage with all of us. And I mean, he's got an audience out there. And uh, I have to say, we were in an arena. So you've got, and I, that was one of the reasons I really wanted to do this besides um, getting to meet Bert and the others, uh, but it was just, to, I only played one other arena, which was Mohegan Sun. So I wanted that opportunity, but my, and I was freaked by it a little. To be honest, I was. I thought this could be really rugged. And uh, this audience was uh, remarkably attentive. I mean, to the point of like, uh, shockingly so in a room that big. They, uh, they get comedy and they listen and they really uh, have a respect for it. Uh, an odd word to use when you say comedy, but it's true. And, and uh, uh, if more audiences were like that, <laughs> things things wouldn't be so crazy when it when it comes to uh, our working <laughs> days now. Um, but uh, it was it, it was just way way too much fun. And let me just tell you, uh, it, Las Vegas was way way too much heat. Way way too much hot hotty hot hot. Holy, are you shitting me hot? Um, and not even, you know, really still not as hot as it, it, it apparently is in Phoenix and Scottsdale and in chunks of Arizona and Texas. And are you shitting me? And then it was the hottest day ever, I guess, in Death Valley or something. The, the hottest that's ever been on the planet. I, good God. And it's been hot here. But Vegas really was like... Uh, Oh, it's a dry heat. No, not dry fucking enough. I'll tell you that. Not dry fucking enough. It was, 
it was kind of brutal is what it was. Uh, and I was out in it a bit and, uh, cause I really wanted to see it. I hadn't been in Vegas in four years and, um, they have now, let me just tell you, uh, in the four years I've been gone, they have now in every available piece of land have jammed something that you would have to spend money at. It can be, it could be as simple as a target or, uh, as complicated or, or as insanely upscale as a Louis Vuitton, but they're everywhere. And it's, 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 everything is just, just jam shit in. Uh, I, uh, and, and getting around in a car, there is something else. And the fact that these, they will not build a, a really decent kind of a public, you know, like, you know, some sort of a, a monorail, they had it for a while. Now they've kind of apparently done something else. It's not enough, fuckers, uh, to get people around. And it's kind of stupid, really. So especially when the weather is like that, because you, you, kind of, you, you kind of have a tendency, uh, you know, for the two or three or four days you're there, that, that you kind of will stay really where, you know, your, where your location is, wherever casino you've decided to go to. But the, the streets were packed. The whole place was packed, packed with people. And you would think that they were giving shit away for free. And if you gambled, you were going to be a winner. No. And they, the price of shit is on the rise in Las Vegas. The price of shit is on the rise in Las Vegas. It, I mean, there they talk about living in New York and, uh, what it costs to go to a restaurant. I have to say they raised prices at all of the, 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 the restaurants that, that I wandered and went to, to try to see, well, am I going to go eat here or eat there? And I was so stunned by the, the prices. It was, I, I just couldn't believe it. I mean, the one thing is, is you, people are pumping and they were there in the casino, pumping money into the casino. And, and, and then it was like, oh, let's go here and have a $120 steak for two. I mean, um, it, it was even more than that. It's 120 here in places for a steak. It was the, the, the place that I was, 180. I didn't eat there. It was like, fuck you. The places in New York, it's $130. I can go home and eat for 50 bucks. I mean, it's just nuts. Fucking nuts. And the, 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 hence the, the name, eight ninety nine, eight dollars and ninety nine cents. I had forgotten before I left New York City uh, to just you know get some cash out because I like to piss away a bit when I'm gamble a bit, and I enjoy gambling. And uh, I got there, and um, I'd, since I'd forgotten, I had to use their ATM machine, and their ATM machines were usually a little high, you know. Back when the last time I was there, I guess it was. Like a buck ninety nine or two ninety nine in New York, it was four ninety nine there. Now, eight ninety nine. I got out. I got out my money. I mean, but initially I thought, well, eight ninety nine for what I'm taking out. So that's if let's say you want if you and if you wanted to just get a hundred bucks out, you know, to play in the casino for like a half hour or whatever. <laughs> However, you can get away with a hundred bucks. You know, nickels would be the best angle, or maybe quarters. They take nine bucks out. It's it's, it's called a you in in gambling terms. I guess it's like what nine dollars out of the hundred. So they you're, you're they've all the house is already raked nine bucks before you sat down at the table. You're sitting down with ninety one. That's bullshit on a stick, 
and we will leave it at that. I was, I found that appalling. Okay. No reason for that whatsoever. None. And, uh, so it was a, I found it a little stranger, uh, than it used to be. And it's like somehow during the pandemic, they feel, I guess, and they, it was probably tough for them for the, uh, but my God, they were making it hand over fucking fist before. And I can tell you from the crowds that were there, unless these people are really not putting out money or they're just kind of standing at those uh, tables and not really playing. And the tables were all mostly kind of up, uh, you know, to, to, uh, were higher stakes um, and uh, a lot more slots. They were taking away the video poker machines. The one great joy in my life, and I know that my pal Kathleen uh, play, loves to play too. Well, they're, they're making it, you know, tougher and tougher unless you go to the bar where they seem to have them more. And still, that seems to be the last bastion. Uh, then there's a few, there used to be uh, a whole lot more in there. Uh, there's uh, just me, there's less and less and less of them. And that, that to me, and then they're adding more and more of these kind of uh, kinds of, uh, you know, wheel of fortune, those kind with, uh, but with, you know, some, some on based on movies and then some just seem to be based on the imaginations of some psychotics <laughs> where there's 3,200 pictures. And if this matches up with the moose over here and the, uh, the patient who has gonorrhea over there, whatever. And there's, I just wanted to say, you rarely hear that word anymore, gonorrhea. So I thought I'd toss it out. But so it was really uh, just, just crazy. Uh, but it was, uh, thank, thank, I really thank uh, uh, Burton, uh, the troop, for, uh, th- that I could join up. And uh, it made, uh, you know, and I'm going to be, you know, hopefully going back there and perform because it won't stop me from taking another good long look. Maybe I missed something. But I have to say, whew, it was it was the the it was higher, it was different, it was wilder, and I I'd like to be able to get around a little more and see some of the <laughs> some of the other psychosis, some of the other insanity that they've developed uh, while I've while I've been gone these past four years. So uh, just uh, I'd like to uh, clear something up for the, the the past few weeks. I think for and maybe even before I was saying the Ukraine. That is politically uh, and grammatically incorrect. It is just Ukraine. Uh, and that's what I should have said. And uh, so last week I was talking about us giving them bo- the bombs and it should have been just, we were giving those type of uh, bombs to U- Ukraine. And uh, that's what I should have left it at. Um, not to the Ukraine. And um that would clear that up. And, uh, uh, I apologize for that. And, uh, because it's, you, you know, I mean, it's like anything else. I don't want to be called Louis Blick. I want to be called Louis Black, not Levis Blick. So it, it's Ukraine. Uh, you know, um, it's the name it's important that we, we get names right. And also, uh, my union SAG AFTRA, uh, made the decision to go out on strike this week. I agree with that decision. I support it wholeheartedly. I, uh, you know, it occurred just the other night and it was, uh, it had to be done. Um, I'm hoping uh, that you put the uh, the two unions that I'm in now that the writers, uh, 
Guild is on strike two and uh, with SAG-AFTRA that I hope it's a formidable force uh, that uh, really kicks these studio in the ass and gets them to really kind of uh, work with us and come up with a model uh, that works for all of us so that there's a living wage for the people who are working in my business. Because over the past, since the last contract was signed, we entered a whole different stage and, uh, and they've, they've done what they've done. And it was, and we are not the ones who should be carrying their burden forward. I mean, um, it's, it's unbelievable to me that, uh, with some of the stuff that they're, they're, they're trying and it's the things that we're, that we are afraid of, such as that, uh, the idea that, uh, AI artificial intelligence would be used a to write. Oh, that'll be great. Um, and, uh, there are things that it can do within the industry, but it shouldn't take away jobs. And if it does take away something, it should free people up to do something else within the industry. Uh, and this is, and, and you hear this time and again, this, this strike in terms of AI, it's not just the uh, writers and actors who are uh, affected by this. It's, it's everybody, who, you know, everybody in one fashion or another working anywhere. Uh, there's groups of people who all, all through the realm of possible gigs that are going to be affected by AI once they really start rolling it along. And it just appeared last Thursday. And, but apparently what they were hoping, and this is disgusting, was if somebody, you know, there's a, a, a number of people in, uh, in SAG-AFTRA who, uh, who work as background. Uh, the folks you see walking down a sidewalk in a scene or driving a car you know, past someone or um, in the, you know, sitting around in a restaurant, background people. It's, a, it's it, you know, oh, boy, what an easy way to make a living. It's still a pain in the, it's not an easy way. It's, you, you're sitting there all day and it's, uh, there are people who take a certain amount of joy out of, of being a part of that. And, uh, but it's rugged. I mean, you were there and we're going to do it again and do it again and do it again. And uh, you're, uh, and they decided now that what they could do is to uh, the person would come in, they'd work that one day, and then through AI, the background person um, would they would uh, film them, and then they could use that uh, that image of them through AI to put them in scenes everywhere through the movie and in other movies, and that would be their gig. So. Uh, and that shit, no, okay? There are people whose living depends on it. You don't fuck with them, okay? And you don't do that. And you don't create, in that, uh, you know, in the end, uh, if you were watching any of the uh, promos uh, with Christopher Nolan and the, the cast from Oppenheimer, uh, you know, it's what makes, what makes film and television special are the people who are working there. It's real people doing real things, uh, you know, acting, not real things. I mean, they're acting, but it's that it's what they bring to the screen. Um, be it a background person, being an actor. I mean, I, I can hear somebody, well, what about the acting person? the background person? Uh-uh. It, 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 it is important as far as I'm concerned, uh, for that person's livelihood and for the, the art itself for that person to be, to be <laughs> real and not a, an image. Um, and uh, unless, 
it's if after I pass away, they want to take my image and can generate some more income out of it, you know, great. Then then that's fine. And that that money could then be used to uh, for charity work and stuff. Well, you know, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if that comes to pass. But uh, I digress a little <laughs> there as I wander into thinking about my own mortality. So um, I, uh, if, you know, I'm hoping that those of you out there listen, please support uh, this strike. And, um, uh, you know, if, if, if there's any way you can help us, uh, um, if just, well, just by support, you're helping us. Just by knowing that um, it's, it's vital for those who do the work to, um, to be paid for it as, uh, as I would back r- really any group that is not being paid what they should be paid uh, and um, for what it is that they do. Um, and uh, they've already said, there's already been some of these guys saying they're going to crush the Writers Guild, you fucking idiots. Fuck you, crush the Writers Guild. Where do you think this shit comes from? God, just appalling. And then, of course, the uh, interesting news this week uh, is that uh, uh, Tommy Tuberville, former football coach, elected from the the state of Alabama. They they love their football. Tommy Tuberville was the coach of the Auburn University down there in Alabama. And, of course, that would lead immediately uh, to be elected um, a senator. Why not? It's a hell of a background. You know, you have to organize plays. There's offense. There's defense. It's a lot of stuff going on there, mechanics. Um, and uh, But he is, uh, you know, firmly has stood in the way for a while of uh, 265 military nominations. He uh, uh, And one, the main reason being that uh, he is uh, against... Um, mainly that uh, end the defense department program that reimburses military personnel who must travel for abortion services. Uh, and he just thinks that's reprehensible and the federal government shouldn't pay for that. Well, it should. And, the re- and I'm sorry. Okay. You may not like that, but the fact of the matter is these people, these folks are assigned to, uh, to a variety of bases. Those bases may now be in states in which uh, abortion is illegal and they need to get out of there in order to be able to have the proper uh, care that they need. Okay, it's that simple, Tommy. All right, sorry. Sorry that you feel this way, but uh, you're going to hold up. It's holding up the military nominations. It's, this is, uh, it, it's the... Uh, the National Defense Authorization Act, which needs to be passed, uh, it's being, it used to be completely nonpartisan. As a matter of fact, when it came out of committee, uh, the, the two who were in charge, the Democrat and the Republican, felt that that bill would have been passed without even a break in a sweat. But then, of course, the, um, the right wing, who's kind of come to, to play now and become a force in the Republican Party because of the amount of communists and socialists and anarchists, psychotics, mental patients that are in uh, that that really are in the um, Congress, the, the Democrats, 
really, who are in Congress, uh, that group of, of, the, the, of unholy people, uh, you know, need, need to, you know, need to be stopped. And so we're drawing a line. They're drawing a line in the sand. They, I can't believe this. I mean, it is, it, 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 it's just beyond my comprehension that they would, it's, it's our military. So it's, it's vital that these nominations go through. And uh, here is, uh, I'm just going to read this. They, the Republicans, um, they, they loaded the bill with a wish list from the far right. Republicans added amendments. This is from my Heather Cox Richardson, who has an incredible uh, letters from home that's a, a wonderful, um, wonderful uh, thing that she sends out every day. She's a history teacher. She's a history teacher. She's not revising history. It, things happened, and then people wrote it down, and they tell us, and that's why we read it. But that's for another discussion, and I've talked about it before. Yes, we should go stop. So Republicans added amendments that eliminate all diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in the Defense Department. Yeah, because you don't, those are crazy that we might try to get people to work together and that we might want it to be diverse in the military, that it would be kind of important um and that uh, one of the guys uh one of the congressmen recently uh in in attacking this he said uh talked about colored people <laughs> that's I, I, it's beyond belief in this day and age i mean that's just something your brain has to go okay we're gonna put that in a lock box until i get home and and tell my kids about well colored people. What are you shitting me? Also, they're going to bar health care for gender transition. That really bothered them. Prevent the military academies from using affirmative action and admissions, uh, an exception the recent uh, Supreme Court decision allowed. Mm -hmm. uh, that it, it was an exception that they allowed. It was an exception that the recent <laughs> Supreme Court decision allowed. Mm-hmm. That was an exception, but they took that exception away. Really? It's important that we, no, I can't, I, I can't believe I have to argue this stuff. How the people who've been through this and fought for these things, and that is their, uh, that is their, what they've devoted their lives to, and that is really their job. Uh, and they, they've chosen that path that they have to go through this nonsense again is beyond my comprehension. I just can't figure that out. And uh, block the Pentagon from putting in place uh, President Biden's executive orders on climate change, because God knows it's really working out in, in terms of this. It's, it's really extraordinary that we're, we're right on it. This is, I don't know what it takes but it's now over the top, the hottest, the hot, hot, too hot, stupidly hot. What, what, what do they think's happening at this point? Stop it. Stop with the fucking mythology being created. Okay. Um, people are dying because of this shit. Just let's try a little. All right. You know, I get you know, and I, this is, oh, it's hyperbole. Yeah, it's hyperbole. You're going to be killing your kids. It's that simple. If this shit keeps up, if we don't deal with it. 
All right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there'll be a miracle. Maybe before that happens, uh, the rapture will occur. So you don't have to worry about it. There's some people who actually believe that's why you don't worry about it. But God. All right. And then um, and the uh, prevent schools associated with the Defense Department from teaching the United States of America's races, because that's what they do. That's really what those schools do. They're basically, uh, you know, that's their main reason for being. Um, we're going to teach you reading, writing, arithmetic, and, you, you know, the, and America is racist. Uh, no. Okay. You're not, by talking about slavery, you're not saying that. It's people aren't, God. There are some people, some in some classrooms who probably are saying stuff like that, of course, right? The same way there's some people in some classes who are talking about colored people still, okay? But it's not that many. And I can guarantee if on a military base that was occurring, they can handle it on their own. And they don't need a fucking law coming down from that group of, uh, of, uh, of, of people telling the group of are, are they all white who were saying this? Like I would imagine. Um, but uh, and then finally, and one of my favorite black military schools from having pornographic and radical gender <laughs> ideology books, ideology, ideology books in their library. Pornographic. Yeah, God knows. God knows after a day of uh, getting... Uh, you know, out there and working your ass off and and really doing everything you can to become a, to to uh, to graduate and be be a lieutenant and uh, become a, a either a fighter pilot or whatever it is that people want to become when they enter one of those military schools. You know, wow, you know they don't they shouldn't be allowed to read anything that that might lead them astray and you know might end up with them touching themselves. Uh, it's just beyond belief. Just beyond belief. I can't imagine. Can't imagine a group of people who think that I just, my brain can't encompass it. Pornographic. It's a word I've, I haven't heard that word uh, in years, except for the word pornography, which is a totally different thing. And you can get it online. I mean, what? You know, all they got to stop it, okay? We're going to go back to censorship now in a military school. You fucking trust people to read shit and enjoy it, and uh, and they, I guarantee they won't be walking around campus, everybody in their uniforms with their hand in their pants, okay? I can guarantee that. So, Tommy... Tuberville, get out of the way. And the rest of you who have come up with these idiotic amendments to a basic military bill that needed to raise the, the wages and to and and you're getting what you wanted, um, which is, you know, this, uh, you know, is to raise the uh, military budget. So that's the way it goes. That's the way it is. And we are done today. I'm really, I am done. I'm like, sure. I left a ton out. I always do. And, uh, um, I, 
would rather sit here with you and continue to talk because it's 5,000 degrees out, but um, I'm going to go, you know, and uh, relax for a while and get over what would, would just be, this would just get angrier and angrier and then start throwing shit. Um, I'm really fed up. I'm really tired of watching what is going on. I'm really tired of people saying, oh, you're up. I'm not going to go into it. I'll get into it next time or the time after that, or I've already gotten into it and don't even remember. All I know is thank you very much for watching or listening to this 135th edition of of my my Radcast and for spending time with me because I'm believing that you're out there. I I kind of really try to do that as much as I can inside this bunker of a uh, cable access studio. Uh, Thanks again to Bert and the gang and uh, thanks to all of you. Um, I, I hope you enjoy as much as I did. We got some great Great rants and some uh, interesting things that have been written this week. And continue, please, to get them in because uh, it's really fun to be back and be able to start reading a lot new, a lot of stuff now uh, that's new. And I really look forward to reading it again and reading some more this week. And uh, enjoy everything that you've got to say, as I hope you enjoy what I have to say. And so it goes. So it goes. Take care of each other. All right, please, because we got a government that doesn't know how to do it. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. A rant from David Baddeley. Lewis, the state of Ohio is witnessing the single greatest attack against democracy itself since it was meticulously gerrymandered into a red state. On August 8th, a special election is being held at the exorbitant cost of $20 million, probably uh, at taxpayers' expense. I'm sure that's what it's at. It's taxpayer's expense, David, I would imagine. The ballot is only going to have one fucking issue on it. If passed, this would mean that all future issues will require 60% of the votes to pass. What the actual Yankee Doodle fuck? Huh? This isn't fucking Congress trying to pass an amendment to the Constitution. The Republican douchebags aren't satisfied with gerrymandering the fuck out of Ohio. So they are instituting what is effectively minority rule. 
The worst part is that the timing of the election is when a lot of people are going to be on vacation. Yes, it probably is in August. This unethical attack on democracy must be stopped immediately. My fellow Ohioans, wake the fuck up. Get to the polls on August 8th and soundly defeat this issue. Protect our right to one person, one vote. This may be our last chance to do so fairly. Well, I can see where I'm a bit upset, David. I certainly can. And uh, here's hoping they, uh, everything works out, you know, the way you hope. But uh, it's wacky and weird, and um, maybe everybody will go on vacation. You can be the only one who votes. <laughs> Thanks for sending that in, David. Here comes a dandy rant. <laughs> did I say dandy? Yes, I did. It's from Scott. Uh, he doesn't want his last name mentioned, and I shall not. Uh, he'd like to remain anonymous. Uh, but he has uh, written something that I truly enjoyed because it harkens back to some of the earlier rants that I got and uh, that continue to roll in from time to time that really get right to the heart of what is wrong with this country. Dear Lewis, I hope you're doing fine. You're my favorite comedian of all time. Well, who can blame you? I appreciate that, Scott. I've listened to your material since I was a teenager. To put that in perspective, I'm 29. I can't do the math on how long I've been a fan of yours. Well, I can. The math says we're getting old. Um, so here is what is bothering me at this moment. is The rants you have been getting in from bullies. Okay. Maybe that's a bit harsh, but still. What I'm talking about is the people who say you shouldn't put ketchup on a hot dog. God, I love ketchup. I love mustard. Ketchup is a sweet condiment. Mustard is tangy and delicious. Combine them together, you get a sweet, tangy sensation, which put on a hot dog helps balance the saltiness of the meats. My spouse and I are going to Chicago for our anniversary this upcoming August. So I hope this gets to you and your audience before then. So if I hear anyone who says ketchup does not belong on a hot dog, I'm going to lose my mind. This is America. I can eat what I want, how I want. It's time for Americans to take a stand against this injustice. Let people put whatever they want on a hot dog. Chicago, I'm coming for you, and I will die on this hill over ketchup being on a hot dog. Best wishes. Love your content. Hold on. And I wish you nothing but the best. And I wish you, Scott, nothing but the best. And I am glad, even though I don't agree with you, I do not like ketchup on a hot dog. I'm not a big ketchup fan. I never never have been. I've always been leaned toward mayo on a, not on a hot dog, but on a burger. And I, I love mustard, um, especially on a hot dog. With some sauerkraut. I could go on for days, but Scott... Um, you've made your point and you've made it well, and I truly appreciate it. God, I, there were so many about hot dogs and pickles, and we've seemed to have drifted away from that. Thanks for bringing us back and centering us again, Scott. Enjoy your time in Chicago and enjoy those hot dogs. Thank you. This is, this is a, an extraordinary piece of, of writing from Heather Cruz. I wouldn't, it's, well, it's not a rant. It's just a report in, on the rubber chicken. Wow. 
I wanted to send you an update. I met the rubber chicken in a coastal town in Maine. Quite unexpected. We found a quiet table and ordered some drinks. I had a sparkling water due to a dry July. Rubber chicken ordered a jungle bird. Also unexpected. I don't know what a jungle bird is, actually. He told me tales of his travels. He's been working undercover to remove chicken tenders from fast food menus. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, His goal is to replace them with beyond meat tenders. Understandable. He then recounted several romances he had along the way. A red-haired rag doll, (laughs) a famous English primatologist, and a feisty porcine diva. I think one of them broke his heart, but he wouldn't say, always a gentleman. As the night deepened, he told me he must go. He paid the bill, including an extravagant tip. And we said our goodbyes. As I turned away, I found myself enveloped in a firm embrace. A whisper caressed my ear. I'm the only tender chicken you need. (laughs) Well, needless to say, I, I was bewittled befuddled, bemused. My knees buckled beneath me and my bosom heaved with pent-up sighs. Wow, this story took uh, quite an unexpected turn. Rubber Chicken retreated into the darkness as surreptitiously as he arrived. Was this a real? Was this real? A dream, fantasy, or, or a suppressed longing? I guess I'll never know. I like to believe it happened, because why the fuck not? So take comfort, knowing that the rubber chicken is doing important work for his community and the greater good. He said he's planning to return to his former boss when tolerance, harmony, and peace ensue. Always a fan. Please take care. And you you take care too, Heather. And, And thanks for that update. And I'm glad to hear that the rubber chicken is is really uh, making that push against chicken tenders because uh, is uh, McDonald's doesn't even it's, <laughs> it's really I can't even get into it. Uh, there's um, we did a I had a well I won't it's you'll hear a, a rant about chicken tenders Heather and I appreciate this uh, this update not. I hope the rubber chicken comes back. I know that some people are really miss him. I do. But, you know, he's he's got worlds to conquer. Take care and thank you, Heather. Thanks to all of you for listening to my Rantcast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters, and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me. Aha, Lewis Black. Our live rant audio was produced by James Salter. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brew. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.